0: Welcome to Behind the Face Mask, the Stories of COVID-19 podcast, hosted by students at Wake Forest University. In honor of the January 20th inauguration, this special podcast episode highlights the Winston-Salem connection and experience with the COVID-19 2020 elections. These interviews took place in October and November of 2020, shortly before the presidential
1: election. I think being a part of Deek Society, um, especially this semester has given me a lot of hope that students are really interested in being involved with politics, not only just voting, but also campaigning for candidates they believe in or connecting different political issues to each other and then finding candidates that support their, their values. Um, so I definitely think that the youth are not apathetic Uh, We do want to be involved in the political process. And I hope that when this election is over, older folks don't blame us for not turning out to vote. And I, I think millennials and members of Gen Z will have a really good turnout this election.
0: Voices from the 2020 election. Reverend Ford.
2: I've been in ministry uh, for a number of years now. I've served as a senior pastor at some church somewhere mm-hmm. uh, for good 11 plus years now. Uh, mm-hmm. First served as senior pastor at the Church of Chicago.
3: My name is Jay geller Goad, He/Him his pronouns. And I'm the campus organizing director with a nonprofit. You can vote.
0: Chloe Griffin. I am currently at Lake Forest School of Divinity. Okay. And um, are you just generally studying divinity? Do you have a concentration? What does that look like? Um, I'm looking at doing a concentration in
1: Interface Literacy and Leadership. Elizabeth MacDonald. I got involved in Deek's Decide the spring of spring semester of this year, so spring 2020. And Drew Skelton.
4: I've been a part of the uh, College of North Carolina for over a year now. I help uh, with their communications on social media, uh, but also help here at Wake Forest, make sure we're getting out the vote.
2: election well i took the family and we voted early this past sunday over at the mm-hmm. anderson center uh, so i was very intentional about that because yeah. one of the early fights i engaged when i got down here was fighting to get that anderson center back open as a polling site really
1: for the
2: okay state kids because they had shut it down uh, claiming there wasn't enough turnout there and mm-hmm. didn't need it went there because there were other places within a certain mileage proximity, but uh, we know that every effort we can make to expand access to voting is worthwhile, particularly for students who tend to have depressed turnout numbers. Mm-hmm. So we went and voted over there, voted on Sunday afternoon, because that was another part of the fight was getting souls to the polls restored, because mm-hmm. that was that had been there in the past, had been very successful, and for those reasons, they had, Moved to take it out, and we had to fight to get it back. And so we went and voted on Sunday afternoon at the Anderson Center, and uh we're in and out. You know, no lines, no uh, no problems. Great. Uh, it was the first time for my middle daughter, middle child, I should mm-hmm. say, and um, you know, so she uh, she got to do that for the first time, and, and, cool. and you know, the rest of us were just continuing the tradition. So.
0: I voted in person. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally felt like it was interesting a lot of the hype and the noise around you know whether or not it'd be hard to vote or standing in line would be a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to vote with my mom and dad and we went to a voting site on campus at Mm -hmm. A&T and I mean, we probably, we were in and out, you know, from the time we got there to like actually voting. It probably only took like 45 minutes.
1: Um, How would you tell people to prepare for voting, not only in this election, but for um, upcoming elections as well locally? It's important to research your entire ballot, and in North Carolina, on the voter registration portal, you can check out a sample ballot before you go to the polls and even print it out and fill it out to have as a guide for when you fill out your official ballot. And I think um, it's important to remember that voting is a, like a multi-step process. And um, while it's somewhat straightforward, there are some tricky nuances that you need to be aware of
3: County commissioners have funding over local health initiatives. Your school board is deciding what's being taught here. Your general assembly, the state legislature, has a lot to say about school funding. Um, the U.S. Congress has a lot to say about uh, like student loan forgiveness. I know I'm in a student loan forgiveness program these many years later, and I am glad to know what levers of power I have to pull around these different issues. If folks care about policing, they may want to look into the role that the state legislature or the county commissioner and these other folks have with funding, or a sheriff. I think those elections are up in two years. County sheriffs oversee policing at the county level. Often mayors at the city level oversee police chiefs. So there are lots of different issues and ways folks can plug in, and they have a lot of levers of power to pull if they do the research and really pay attention to these local elections where there's high interest and there's often really close margins, like we talked about before, those five votes making a difference, those one votes making a difference.
1: I think another important and underutilized aspect of our government, not only at the federal level, but also local and state level, is that you can follow up with your elected officials, send them emails, give them phone calls at normal times, visit their office, maybe even speak with a staff member if you have a concern in their meant to serve us so like they'll they allow staff and time and energy to answering constituent questions we think about you know lobbyists talking to members of the government but we can also talk to members of the government about issues that are important to us and not only during election times can we interact with our government uh, I also think staying up to date on local events is important in like Being informed about what's going on before you're talking to local officials um, is a good way to help educate officials about what's important to you and to the communities that you're a part of. Uh,
2: But of course,
3: COVID-19 kind of changed everything uh, in terms of how we did stuff in the past. I I think the pandemic, uh, the COVID outbreak has really set the tone and mood and made the most difference in this election that set it apart from
4: so many other elections yes it's, it's not the same um you know we knew you know right now especially uh, we knew that night who had won um right now we are in a days long with possible recounts um, we knew uh, because more people voted in person uh, compared to mail of course we've seen an increase in mail imbalance Um, but I also think is, you know, uh, we had to see, you know, different ways of, of how people vote. Um, you know, you go in, uh, we saw longer lines because of social distancing.
0: Do you feel like um, the pandemic has made your community maybe more weary of voting? Has it decreased um, participation in voting by any means?
4: We saw some amazing uh, big marches to the polls across the the nation um, so it was just finding a way to do it. You had to, you know, simply mask up uh, and stay six feet apart. But I really think the, the the passion was there. It just took longer, and the process is taking longer than it typically does. Uh, but, you know, everyone's following the process. Um, you know, but I really think the motivation wasn't deterred by, you know, COVID. Um, but I definitely think it, it put an impact on, you know, the, the real uh, details on how people vote, but in terms of, uh, you know, the passion behind voting, I don't think that was really impacted. One of
2: our uh, most noted members publicly is Dr. Virginia K. Newell, mm-hmm. who was the first black order women to serve on the city council of this city, mm-hmm. um, a former uh, professor over at Winston-Salem State, mm-hmm. um, one of the most well-respected uh, elders in our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is 103 years old uh, as of earlier in this month of October. Yeah. And I spoke to her on the phone just to check in with her as to how she was doing. And, uh, you know, if she had uh, completed her absentee ballot, she said, oh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm going to vote in person early on this, such a date. And I told my church, I said, if this 103-year-old woman yeah. uh, who is among the most vulnerable uh, when it comes to this pandemic, mm-hmm. I can show up to vote early in person. And I really don't want to hear any excuses from the rest of
4: you. So, no, I think everywhere across the United States, we've seen a spike in voting. Um, and it makes me really happy. Um, but we can't stop. Um, we can't just stop now. You know, keep voting, keep getting your friends to vote. And especially, uh, when you have friends who say are in high school or you have younger siblings in middle school, or when you have your own kids, you got to make sure they're voting and their friends are voting um, because this youth group, the the young uh, age voters we have now need to make sure the next wave of young age voters keep up this energy because that's how we make sure that our politicians are working for us. Um, Because, you know, if not, the youth vote does have the potential to flip elections easily. Um, And if the youth vote keeps up, I think our politicians are going to pay more attention to the youth, uh, as we've seen slowly but surely increasing. Um, But, you know, just keep up the energy. Um, Yeah, you know, it's, you know, high, high voter turnout. I'm really happy with it. Uh, But I really hope it continues from uh, if it's just a local election or if it's a midterm or if it's the next presidential election, just keep up the energy.
2: Uh, there's a reason, Kylie, why you see t-shirts, uh, vote or die, and, and vote like your life depends upon it and all that. Uh, black people in particular, uh, those of us who are conscious of our history, which is how hopefully more of us than, than less of us uh, recognize that we have shed a lot of blood, sweat, and tears um, just to secure uh, the real right to vote. Uh, the Civil Rights Act were passed shortly after the Civil War, but they were meaningless because no one was ready to enforce them,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: that's why we had to come back around hundred years later and, and have the civil rights fight that we had.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, voting, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is, is something everyone, you know, who walks around in, in skin like that that I'm in, uh, simply has to understand uh, mm-hmm. what they have to do uh, with a sober understanding that it won't fix everything by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but that if we don't do it, uh, we'll fix nothing.
1: And I think COVID has prepared our generation, as per our first election being so uh, complicated, relatively speaking, that we'll be ready for the next time an election uh, doesn't need to have so many complications when it comes to voting and
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Face Mask, the stories of COVID-19. Please continue on to hear the rest of this series on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or visit our website at communityengagement.wfu.edu forward slash behind the mask. If you want to share your story and you experience this pandemic in the Winston-Salem area, please feel empowered to reach out to communityengagement at wfu.edu.